0: It has been a week. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. But we're in the series of hearing the voice of God. Today we're uh, talking about hearing the voice of God through others. Did you know that people around you, uh, that um, when when we're attuned to the Father, when we're... This is going to bother me. (laughs) When we're attuned to the Father, uh, we actually uh, can do uh, two things. We can hear the voice of God. And we can hear the voice of God for others. God might be giving us a word, and we would call that a prophetic word for someone else, and we can offer that. Uh, Typically, these words are words from the Father too, and when we share it with someone else, to be shared, to encourage, to build up, to uh, admonish. uh, And we see that in Scripture. We'll dive dive into that here in a bit. But we can also be near enough to people that we, uh, we can hear from others and we can, uh, from a voice of God, and we can be able to speak the voice of God over others. And that is encouraging. It ought to be encouraging to know that when we are attuned to the voice of God, when we're attuned to the creator, that he might have something for us. And it might be for us uh, that we receive from God, but it might be through someone else that speaks that word over us. And it is a word that we wouldn't have received if we were just to get it ourselves, but one we needed to get from someone else. When we have people in our lives who are willing to be as close in, uh, to us like that to be able to be in a place and a position to hear from God and to speak that over my life, that's a close relationship. That's a trusted relationship. You might have people who've maybe spoken a word over you, but you didn't have a relationship with you and that word just kind of dissipates, it fades away in thin air. But when we're in a position and relationship to hear from God and hear from God through others, it's incredible what God's willing and wants to do in those relationships. And as we've been gathering here this morning, singing praises and worshiping God in community, this is an opportunity where we can hear the voice of God uh, for ourselves and hear it for others. Kind of our our theme, scriptures, John 10. And and here in, in John 10, Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he's telling them, look, I am the good shepherd. Right? I sit at the gate, and, I, and, and you are protected. Uh, John 10, verse 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do you hear the voice of the Good Shepherd? Do you hear the voice of God? Is it? Are you attuned uh, to the voice of God? Now, a couple of questions we ask here at C3 is, What is God saying, and how will I respond? These are important questions. And one, we can't get to the second one without first being certain of the first one. What is God saying? We can't get to how will I respond if we're uncertain with what is God saying? Um, And so we we do that um, individually, but we'll also do it collectively. It would be too easy to say, here's what God's called me to do, and we go out and do it, but we haven't talked to anyone, anybody trusted. We haven't uh, um, sought the counsel of the saints. We haven't sought anyone who's close to us to to offer us insight, understanding about what we've heard from God. It's too easy to just go off and go alone, but that isn't how God created us. He created us to be within community so we can uh, uh, both wrestle with the things we hear of God calling us into, and we have partnership and accountability as we go do that in the world where he's calling us and how he's calling us to put it into work. And so um, today, as we, as we dive in and in, in, in understanding hearing the God through others, um, and it's, it's no accident this is Refresh Group Sunday launch, right? We're, those Refresh groups getting relaunched here in the fall. Uh, it's no accident. Because in Refresh Groups, we have an opportunity to be in relationship, closer relationships than just here in the sanctuary, but closer relationships in circles and in homes where we can, we can go deeper in our understanding and faith with Jesus and with each other. And so there's, a, there's, a, there's importance within community. Paul in, in Romans talks about it uh, in, in Romans chapter 12, uh, starting in, in verse 4. It says this, for just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of uh, members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, uh, if prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service in his serving, uh, or or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, or he he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Each of us have gifts and abilities. Things differ one to another, but we are connected through Christ to one body. And the beautiful part of that is when we function well, lots of different areas get taken care of for the kingdom, and for the kingdom good, and God's kingdom work, when we function well uh, as one body. And part of that is that we, again, belong to one another. If you turn over to to Romans chapter 15, uh, here it says, Paul's Paul's writing, and it says in Romans chapter 15, starting in verse um, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God your Father, Lord Jesus Christ. With one voice. We're in here worshiping God with one voice, singing praise to, to the God who is worthy of our praise with one voice. If we can continue doing that in our everyday life, in one accord, as one body with many members, many parts, moving in the direction and the purpose God has called us, imagine what kingdom can break in and what can take place. Imagine the transformation that can, that can be inserted into those moments and those, those in, uh, relationships. Imagine the hope that can be that can, that can go forward, the light that can be shown in those dark places where brokenness exists, people on, with one purpose, with one voice, glorifying God uh, on mission for Jesus to see the kingdom of God come to earth as it is in heaven. Imagine what could take place. Imagine what the church could look like. Imagine with me if in here... We would, as we praise God, it would look like that in our everyday life. We would know people who, in certain places and areas that we are engaged with, we know that they're believers, that they're followers of Jesus. And in one accord, in one voice, we are glorifying God in the things that we're doing. Imagine what could take place. Imagine the good that can happen. Imagine the kingdom coming into those areas that it didn't already, that it didn't exist before. Imagine the darkness that would have to flee because people, God's people, are bringing the light into those places. Imagine. I mean, just, I think Paul is crying out to, to, to this church here in Rome and writing this letter to them. Like, be, know, know that you're many members, many parts, but you are one body, one voice, of God, build, build one another up, up. We have been created uh, to be in community, to exist in community with a purpose. Not just to show up, not just to attend, but with a purpose we have been called together. Uh, I got a picture for you, again, like I said, it's been an interesting week. Uh, This is a picture of uh, Junior, uh, and this is my friend, uh, next to Junior, her name's Camille, and so uh, maybe some of you know her. Uh, We we happened to be um, in the ER this week. Uh, Junior had an accident, and so we found ourselves, you know, waiting for seven hours. Um, And I didn't know, you maybe not know this, but my clergy card doesn't get me any more perks in the ER than anyone else. I just get a, I get a parking spot, that's all I get, that's all I get. Uh, but so, uh, you know, life in the ER, it's just long waits, a lot of people, not enough beds, but we found ourselves there, and um, in the midst of, of getting, uh, junior getting taken care of, I find myself in a moment of needing, needing to get cared for, right? So um, the, the, in this moment, they were looking for a tendon, and I've never seen a tendon. Uh, Now, this week, I can say I've seen the bone outside of the body, but I haven't seen a tendon. So they were looking for the tendon. And I was all fine with how how everything looked and the the wound and everything and the bone. But as soon as the doctor starts looking around for the tendon, I find out that I'm not good anymore. (laughs) I mean, I was really invested. I mean, I was leaning over and I was like, wow, yeah, where's the tendon? That's... It's not, I don't know what that is, but um, and you know she, she couldn't find it, and uh, she goes, "Well, I'm not going to dig around. We'll let the specialist do that." I sit back down in the chair and am feeling like I'm half conscious, half unconscious, <laughs> and like if 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 I could take a picture of myself, I was a ghost, right? I was getting just all the blood rushing out of my head, I'm getting lightheaded, I'm half in and half out. And in this moment, this beautiful angel walks in the room. And she goes, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> and I'm and I, I look away from my son and I look over and I'm like And she goes, "You're not going to make it." I was like I, don't. I I was again half half conscious, half not conscious. But in this moment, this friend of mine walks in the room, sees I'm in need, gets me a cold rag, uh, uh, and starts fanning me with, I don't know what, again, I was half in, half out. I just, I can't even believe I was holding a cup of water in the, the whole time and not spilling it. But um, she's, and she's like, take deep breaths, right? And I don't know if I was hyperventilating or not breathing at all, but, um, so I taking deep breaths. And thankfully, I did not fall out of the chair. Thankfully, I did not lose consciousness completely, because I believe that's a code word in the ER, Right? (laughs) Like, you know, dad can't handle it, dad down. This... (laughs) But there, there are people in our life that when we encounter them in everyday life and hear uh, Camille, that, uh, her and her family, growing family, uh, beautiful family, they, they are connected in at Cooks Hill Church and she's been helping there and serving there in kids ministry. But in our relationship, in that moment, I didn't, need, I didn't know I needed Camille. Camille. But I, I did, I needed, I needed this angel to come in and fan me and give me a, a cold rag and keep me from passing out while my child was doing fine. <laughs> he was in there watching Monday Night Football, being entertained, I and mean, be like, well, at least I'm not Aaron Rodgers, but he was, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of, that's kind of what's going on, right? It's, it's like uh, fitting for the day. But um, to, to step into that place, and a gifting that she has, and again, working in the ER and coming in and seeing, oh no, we've got almost another patient who should just be a visitor. And getting me uh, from the point of about to pass out to, okay, I think I can walk out of here now uh, without, without a wheelchair or assistance. Um, but in those, in those moments, we find that um, we have, there are people who surround us who do love Jesus and, 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 follow, and follow Jesus And have given their life to him. And in our everyday life, like this one for me, I didn't know I I needed Camille on that day. But I came home that night uh, and I said, Lori, I, I I, I, uh, I almost didn't make it out of the ER. Uh, but, but by the grace of God and Camille coming in to rescue me and offer me care, to, to care for the person who shouldn't be there to be needing care, um, we were able to walk out, uh, one of us in crutches, and the other one just a little woozy. The other, the other area that I, uh, that I love that's, that take, has taken place was out of—we had an educator um, a forum here in, in, in Jan- uh, June— And then two months later in August, we had an educator celebration. And in this... a part of this group and the educator forum is just sharing what are ways that the, the, uh, we can um, network and connect with, with other educators, but also what are ways that the church can connect and, and support what's going on with the schools and be uh, a better partner in what God's doing within the schools with other uh, educators who believe in Jesus. And so out of this has come, put this picture up, out of this has come uh, uh, at um, this week at chs they're they're hosting a meeting at 6 30 on wednesday and this is a meet and greet but it's also a prayer time to come and strategize what are ways that god is calling us to be the light be the hope in the school this this school year what are ways that students educators teachers uh uh, uh para coaches Um, uh, other community members can come and be a part of what's going on at at Centralia High School to partner in God's kingdom breaking in. And so on Wednesday, there's going to be a group that's going to be meeting in the library. That came out of just this uh, discovering, what does God have for us? As we network together, how can we partner in seeing God's kingdom come? How do we be many members but one body in a place that so desperately needs the love and hope of Jesus? There are all kinds of places. Again, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time in the ER. There are all kinds of places that need the hope and love of Jesus. There are all kinds of people who I was sitting next to, around, who, who were dealing with issues, some that were obvious, you could tell, and some you didn't know what was going on, who need the, to know there is a Jesus that loves them. There, there are, are, are schools this school year who will come uh, up against things that they, there isn't policy written for. And the hope and love of Jesus and people who love Jesus in those places to be the light is what's needed. Us, church, us, in the places God has called us. Not everyone's been called into the schools, not everyone has been called into the hospitals, but the places God has called you need you to be the light and to be the hope in those places, to know that you are a part of a body that is bigger than you, but you are an important piece of that body you cannot you cannot be replaced when you say yes to jesus you now become a very integral part of what goes on in the life and the kingdom of god and so I celebrate what's going on next door this week, but I also celebrate in other places where God's people are saying, yes, you're calling me to have investment here because I either work here or I'm a part of these relationships or whatever it happens to be that you said yes to Jesus and now you've recognized there's a place there to put, um, to put that influence, that investment and then also through that, we can hear the voice of God. What's happening on Wednesday at the high school, they're gonna be just listening. What does God have for us this year? And maybe that ought to be some things that we do often in our own life, is with the people that we're invested with. <laughs> with the people we're invested with. Is there, is, there, is there a time and a place that we can sit and we can listen to the voice of God to the invitation for what he has for us in, the, in whatever season that's, that's coming up, whatever project we're facing. Is there, an invi- is there a time to sit and listen to God, to, to hear his voice? The other way we can hear his voice is, is uh, through others is, is through the prophetic voice through prophecy. Now prophecy is one where like we read about it in the scripture. And we're like, I don't really talk about it now because I'm not really sure what you're talking about. So prophecy can be a kind of a scary religious word that has some connotations that aren't necessarily biblical. So we're going to uh, get into it a little bit, not crazy deep, but just so we have an understanding. So 1 Corinthians 14 So just to book over from Romans, but 1 Corinthians 14 starting in verse uh, in verse 1 it says this. Uh, pursue, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue uh, does not speak for men, but to God. For no one understands, but uh, in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. All right, so... This, uh, as Paul lays out to the, is in his letter to the church in Corinth, writes to, uh, to, to pursue love, right? To, um, but in this idea of prophesying in verse, in verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, consolation, right? So the, uh, for the prophet, the one who has the gift of prophecy or the prophetic voice, or even we use this giftedness, the prophet's core questions are, are, are the people of God hearing his voice and responding, are the people of God hearing his voice, and are they responding? It's a core question of those, if you're going to use the prophetic gift and have, um, uh, offer a prophetic word, are the people of God hearing his voice? So a helpful way to think about and process prophecy are in these three layers. Revelation, interpretation, and application. We're going to break these apart here for, in a moment. So revelation, uh, revelation asks, what do I sense? What is, what is it that God has put on my heart? To share, What word uh, of, of edification, exhortation, consolation, what word or, or scripture, what has God laid, in my, laid on my heart to be shared either to a group or to a, a person? What do I sense? That's the revelation. The interpre- interpretation asks, what might it mean? What might it mean of what God has given me to share out to either the room, the group, or the person? What does it mean? It's interpretation. And then application. What am I to do with it? Who is this for? And when is this for? Sometimes people give a, uh, have a prophetic word, but they don't recognize or, or like it's not the time. Sometimes God would give words to, to, to prophets, and we read about that in Scripture, but there was a certain uh, a group of people that needed to hear it. There was a certain time and a place that it needed to be said. So the application piece. So the, the prophet... Is to or the prophetic gifting or the prophetic word is is to offer the revelation and interpretation, but to, to leave the application for the community to wrestle through. This is so important, and this is where we kind of get off base in, in the in the in the prophetic gifting, is that there is a revelation that God gives someone, and and maybe that revelation is for someone else or for a group of people, and it is to be shared, so it is to to be uh, interpreted. So the revelation uh, and the interpretation. Is to, be, is to be offered to the community or to the person, but leave the application to the community. If in the moment you're trying to uh, tell someone how they're supposed to do it, then it does not allow the Spirit of God to move in that moment and God's voice to speak into what their situation and what's going on to offer to, for God to lead them in what that application looks like. If I'm to come in and, and offer a prophetic word uh, and, and the revelation and interpretation, and, I'm t- and then I stand in front of you and I say, and here's how you're to live this out. I'm not giving you the opportunity to wrestle with God and for the Holy Spirit to lead you in that. I'm, 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 now, I'm now stepping in front of what God desires to do in your life, whether it's the group that it's being shared with or to an individual. I don't wanna step in the way of God or out in front of God. I gotta, I need to, we need to leave that. For the Spirit of God to work and to move and to, and to, and to uh, really kind of carve what needs to be carved to shape and to mold where it needs to be shaped and mold, molded. Okay, so there, there are times that we have conversations with people, that, we, that we, 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 we receive a word or we're able to offer a word, offer it, right? But when you offer it, is it for edification, is it for exhortation, is it for consolation? Paul's pretty specific. If we're gonna offer a word, that's what it needs to, needs to have that in there. One of those, right? Too often we think a prophetic word, we're calling someone out in their sin. It's not for you. It's not prophecy. Right? Is it for, is it for edification, exhortation, consolation? So when we use the prophetic gifting, it's important that these are a part of it. And then leave the application for the community to wrestle through. And so a couple practices for us as we think about the prophetic gifting, because it's, again, one that's not well represented in the church at large. And that's the big C church. It's just not well represented. So a couple practices is listening with pictures, right? When you listen to the voice of God, is there a picture that comes to mind? As you're praying for someone, as you're uh, interceding on, uh, on someone's behalf, is there a picture that comes to mind that God gives you? Because maybe that picture, that image speaks to the person you're praying for interceding on their behalf and maybe it speaks deeper to them than you would have any idea. There have been people who have spoken over over my life in ways where they have said, I don't know if this is God or not, but but I have this image in my mind and he's challenging me, encouraging me to share it and not to keep it to myself and they offer it to me but then they leave it and let me wrestle with it with God. That's how the Prophetic voice can help us hear the voice of God. The other way of of hearing the voice of God through others is seeking wise counsel. counsel. Proverbs talks a lot about this, and there are scriptures all over Proverbs. I was had asked a teenager to read it, but they uh, they said it didn't. They didn't. They weren't sure they had enough wisdom to do it. So, um, but it's okay. It's just in here, right? But uh, also, they were like, "I'd rather be with." with the youth than with you so <laughs> I'm not going to take offense to that but uh, uh, seeking wise counsel hearing the voice of God through others again to to for me um, I recognize in, in in whatever role I might have whatever area God's calling me I need to have a personal board of directors People who I'm reaching out to for the very things that we're talking about in here hearing the voice of God through others because maybe there's a, something that lays ahead of me that I am just uncertain about. And, I, and with my personal board of directors I reach out to, what, here's something I'm wrestling with. What, do you have any insight? Is there anything God has given you on, uh, on, on my behalf to share with me? Is there anything out of your experience and understanding that would give me clarity about the thing I'm facing? This, this could be everyday life. Not just huge decisions, but everyday life. So with my personal board of directors, it, it's reaching out to, um, uh, you know, like even Jesus and his disciples, he had... With his 12 disciples, he had three. And three they went with. He, they followed him. They went up to the mountain for the, of a, with a transfiguration. They went to the, the garden with him to pray. And when he asked them, just be here with me. Pray with me. So with my personal board of directors, there are a few who I reach out to often. Be here with me. Pray with me. Here is something I am facing and I am uncertain on, to, on, on which direction to go and, and what God is calling me into. Be here with me. Pray with me. You can even hear Jesus when he's at the garden praying and he goes back to see where they're at and they're asleep and he's like, please, be awake, be alert, pray with me, be here with me. This is like in this moment that Jesus needed these three to show up, right? The, the, the three, the, 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 the uh, James, John, and Peter, be here with me. Pray with me. Have a personal board of directors. Seek counsel. Proverbs one, verse five says this: A wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Uh, it's all through. It is all through Proverbs. Proverbs eleven fourteen uh, says this: Where there is no guidance, the people fall. Uh, but in abundance of counsel, there is victory. Uh, uh, Proverbs 12:15: uh, "The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but the wise man is he who listens to counsel." Uh, uh, 15 tw- uh, 22. Without cons- uh, consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Uh, chapter 19, verse 20 and 21 says this he who has a crooked minds find no good and he who is perverted in his language fall into evil he who uh sirs, uh that's not 19 that's 17 here we go it was like we're not in the right spot listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise and rest your days many plans are in a man's heart but the counsel of the Lord will stand again it matters who is a part of your personal board of directors you could have a lot of, of people speaking into your life, but if they're fools, is it really that great counsel? So it's important on who you choose. It's important on who you choose to reach out to and ask, be with me, pray with me, seek God with me. And to, and to be able to, have, to go to people often. We even see this with Moses and, and, and he's leading the people of Israel. Out of, out, of, out of Egypt, and now they're wandering the desert, and all kinds of issues are coming up, and his father-in-law in Exodus 18 comes up to him. and says, what you are doing is not good. You will burn yourself out, and these people will be frustrated with you. You need to assign other leaders, other people, to offer help to deal with the things that you're going through. Add more people into this, so that it's not just on your shoulders. Church, let me tell you this morning that the elders of this church, that is what we're about. We cannot, I cannot lead this church without the support of others who are carrying loads that I cannot carry on my own. It is also not just on the elder's shoulder to do that, but other leaders who are part of this church, other people who say, this is my church family, and he is calling me to invest into the people here and into this community that I live in. It is on all of our shoulders that we carry this weight. And when we do that well, when there are many parts to one body, many members to one body, using our gifts in ways God has called us, it is not a heavy load. Christ is the head. He carries the burden. And we get to follow him. A couple questions as we close uh, this morning. Uh, just, Just to be thinking about as you as we go from here and hearing the voice of God through others. Do you have your people? Do you know who your people are? And do they know that you're their people, or that they're your people? Do they know? Do you have a, a personal board of directors who you reach out to? Do you have you know, your, your one, your two, your three people who you are, be with me, pray with me, seek God with me. I need you here with me. Another question is, are, are you in a position to hear God through others? Are you in a relationship with others or a group that, that you've positioned yourself to be able to hear from God through them? And vice versa, that they're able to hear God through you because of your relationship, because of the position you've put yourself in. Are you in a position for that? Are you experiencing encouragement in your in your faith community, in your in your church family, in your refresh group? Are you are you experiencing encouragement, right? Exhortation, consolation. Are you uh, are you experiencing that? Are you experiencing challenge within your faith community? Or are you just surrounded with yes people? Yes, good job, keep going, I don't have anything to add. Or do you have people who are deeply invested in your life in the way that you are deeply invested in their life and you offer challenge? Have you thought about this? I noticed this in the way you said it, have you thought about what, how that is um, communicated? Do you have people who are willing to call and offer accountability in those moments? Are you part of a community that motivates you to live a transformed life in pursuing God, engaging in Christian community and partnering in God's kingdom work in the world? Are you invested in, the, in that community that will motivate you to, to live a transformed life for God? To not just stay where you're at, but to continue to move forward in the way God has called you. To be in community and remain where you're at in relationship with God and the people around you and the world you live in. It's not a call of God. God is continuing to pursue us, to reach out to us, and he also calls us to continue to do that in our relationships and in the world. With these questions, do you hear the voice of God through others? Can you hear the voice of God through others? Is an invitation this morning in ways to... Uh, as we again are gathered in community, that we get to speak the voice of God to others. We get to share the things that God has put on our heart to be shared with community. It's why this platform gets shared with more than just me. It is so important that our church family, our faith community, C3, gets to hear and, 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 and share what God has put on our heart. If it's just me offering that, it's a small portion of what God has for you. And so more often than not, this platform will be shared with other voices so that we collectively, me included, can receive a word from God, can hear the voice of God because he's calling out to us. He's calling out to us in a way It says, you are my people. And I've called you together for a purpose. Hear it. Recognize it. Walk into it. Live it out. Be my people in the places you go. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that in in this space, in this time, God, I almost want to pray that your voice would echo off the walls, but then it it feels like Elijah in a cave. (laughs) And it's just that still, small voice. God, would you speak to us in a way that is so clear and so it confirms you are with us, near to us. Speak to us in the way that we need to hear this morning, God whatever that might be. Because God, we are your people. We want to hear your voice. We want to walk out in the way you're calling us to live. Lead us, I pray, in your name, amen.